What's up, Charlotte and surrounding? It's your boy, Lim Houston, on the microphone, on that podcast known as Nosy. It is a rainy Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. But it's been raining or gloomy for a long time here in Charlotte. But when we get those periodic days of sunshine, boy, your boy enjoys every single moment. All right. This is that podcast known as Nosy. It's your boy, Lim Houston, serving Charlotte and surrounding. I have so much to kind of go over. Um, So Whitney Childers will be on the scene. No lie. I have not been lying for the last two weeks. She will be on the scene to talk about her artwork, her struggles, her uh, faith. Um, Whitney Childers is a local artist that happened to be an artist kind of by accident, but through circumstances of struggle. And it is a great story of how she has used or leveraged a bad situation and made it a very positive situation because that's what this podcast is all about. Enlightenment and positivity. But we do like to talk about things that maybe aren't so comfortable to talk about. And I'm going to talk about two topics today. I want to talk about social media and I want to talk about, are you, am I really an alcoholic? I want to talk about that. I'll give you guys my journey of my 18 days of being dry. And this is going to be a real conversation where you, you get to learn the other side of Lim Houston that you might not have known through Cardio Funk or SWAT or wherever you know me from. But before we talk about me, which I don't really, I mean, it could kind of be fun, but it kind of not be, it might be a little bit controversial too, because I'm not trying to make light of alcoholism at all. Let me just say that at all. Some people have a real serious issue with it. And you'll get my take here shortly, but let's start with social media first. I had a conversation today right out of Cardio Funk at Dowd Y this morning with a woman who has no social media mechanisms that she utilizes at all. In fact, she said if if I looked at her recorded time of usage on her phone, she may use her cell phone 30 minutes a month. Her cell phone 30 minutes a month. And she proudly said that she is all in each day for that day. So I thought about it a little bit. I mean, she was proud to say that she was all in like present. That she was present with her surroundings. So I, I, I asked her, I said, so you... How do you get information if you don't have access to your phone via social media? Because here's what your boy has. I have Instagram. I have Snap. I have Facebook. And if you guys don't know, I only primarily use Facebook and Instagram to help promote my businesses. That's my main objective is to help promote my businesses. But I can't sit up here and and lie to you and say, I don't scroll through Instagram or Facebook. Now, not as much Facebook, because I I really don't, I don't like Facebook that much. I like Instagram. I believe I have adult ADD. So pictures, that sparks my interest. Short shit sparks my interest. 
long conversations about politics or your dog doing fabulous tricks. I don't give a shit to see that kind of stuff. So for me, Instagram is great. Snap is great. TikTok is great. TikTok is the most, it's fun. It's funny. It's fun. Like I rank them like this. I like Instagram number one for pictures and brief stuff. But now it's starting to get too, too commercially. Like I don't want to keep getting ads all the time or having to scroll through ads. The old Instagram, two years ago, Instagram, where it was just pictures and funny shit. That's what I like. TikTok, I like the videos. Funny. When they start commercializing TikTok, I'll be getting rid of it probably. (laughs) Probably not because I still can go scroll through what's funny. But Snap, I like too. Um, But I don't like, I guess I don't like the ability to kind of like see news stuff on Snap. I don't know. Snap is cool for those that have cool snaps that I can go through. So bottom line is I probably am a little bit of a social media junkie. A little bit. Not a lot. I don't spend hours on top of hours on it. I might spend collectively through a day. I may spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes on social media. And this is including me posting stuff about my real estate SWAT cardio. Okay. So that is the extent of where I primarily use it. But then I do kind of scroll through real quick for happy stuff. So when she said that she doesn't utilize social media, I was like, so how do you get information? Cause I do get a lot of information from social media, the 45 minutes that I'm on it. Like I get information about football quick links about uh, people who I follow on podcasts. I listen to more podcasts now than I do music. You're probably saying to yourself, yeah, sucker, that's why you haven't added any new routines, and you're damn right. (laughs) Well, and part of the problem is music sucks today. There's no inspirational music. There's none of that good Chris Brown, Usher Stuff. It's all this trap music and this garbage music and these slow stuff. It is just or the techno style. I don't I can't get into that, but I digress. Social media to me is my connecting point for a lot of other things. You know, it's people I follow on podcasts. It's my football team, the Broncos, the CU Buffs, Michigan Wolverines. It's way, the way I get the quickest information. So, because like, you know how back in the day we used to have to use a, a website, you know, just get on a specific website. Now everything's linked to social media. Yes, it might direct me to a website, but it directs me to the exact information that I want. I don't have to go to a website like I used to back in the day. Like if I went to the CU Buffs website, I don't have to scroll through to find what I want to see, you know, the roster, the 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 freshmen that are uh, have um, decided to join CU through recruiting or anything like that, it just pops up automatically through social media. So I get a lot of the information that I want to read about through social media. And yeah, it's kind of scary. Like when you start talking and stuff starts starts popping up that you've talked about. You know, I, say for instance, one time I, I was talking about. 
going to Target or whatever. And then all of a sudden I started getting more Target feeds through social media. So I I get it. It can be a little annoying and scary that way. But I, I just could not grasp the concept of being fully disconnected from social media. If you remember, I did a podcast of my adventure to San Diego back in October, and I talked about how good it did feel to be disconnected because I didn't use my phone at all, period, point blank. But getting back to the real world, that was vacation. And I do think you need to be completely disconnected when you're on vacation. And connected with whatever activities that you should be into. But to totally disconnect yourself from the world for 365 days a year is a little bit of a different story to me. I was like, well, I mean, good for her. If she feels good and her life is more enlightened from it, that great. I happen to believe that I was meant to always be young and and current And to me, I do like technology from the standpoint, like I do want to learn it. I want to learn how to fully utilize TikTok or how to fully utilize Snap. I like to learn that stuff. And then it's just up to me on how I balance my day with all that stuff, the apps that we have to all of that. Because see, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how you know, much more. We're we're, we're drawing away, our, drawing away from t- TV. Like the, the these companies like Spectrum or Direct TV or Dish Network, they're having to be a little bit more creative now, which they should be because the punks have been charging too much for the little bit of crappy services that they would provide. But now they're having to be a little bit more creative because there's more competition. There's more competition with. Streaming services like Sling TV, YouTube TV, all these different other options, which all end up being about the same price. You just have to manage your way through all the deals. And it's it's a it's a nightmare if you have to try to remember, oh, okay, I switched to Spectrum because I was getting this deal and it was cheaper than me having Hulu and uh, YouTube TV and all this put together and blah, blah, blah. It's a freaking game. And it, it does get old having to play that. But if we want the best deals, we got to go ahead and play the game that they're trying to play on us. But again, the point is people are even getting away from TV viewership, period. You know, my daughter utilizes YouTube and watches YouTube videos all day long. She doesn't give two shits about the local news. The only reason that she gets local news information is because her mom's, who is antiquated, you know, or older. I, I'm older, but I feel young at heart. But I have access to TV through Sling TV. But she'll watch it or hear some things from the news that way. But the vast majority of her viewership is off of watching videos on YouTube. I have a friend. He primarily looks at more videos on YouTube or looks for people to follow on YouTube who have interests that he has, which is more sports related. So he doesn't even utilize TV that much. So we're getting in a different culture. And so this person who has clearly made it okay with her and feels good about being disconnected from social media and all the other stuff, I'm I'm just... How do you feel about it? You know, I know I've had conversations 
whether or not our society is better with the technology or or worse with the technology, but could you ever live your life so antiquated to where the only resources that you have to draw information from are whoever you surround yourself with? I guess she still has a home phone. And because, and then TV, regular normal TV. I mean, that's just the thing I was thinking about. I don't think, I don't want to live that way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I like to be, I'm nosy, number one, thus the podcast. So I like to get information quick. I So with what I do, especially with driving all around town, having ways on is awesome. I don't know if she has the app, but I'm thinking all these different things that are designed to help us avoid being delayed. If I didn't have Waze or, you know, Google Maps or anything like that, man, I, I'd probably be stuck in traffic a whole lot and be missing classes. You know, so it does benefit me to have this technology. I just don't see the importance of being completely I don't, disassociated or disconnected with social media. I like social media. I think people are addicted to it and you have to kind of balance that out. Just like with anything in life, you know, food, alcohol, drugs, whether it's medicinal or not, you know, we all have things that we get to have choices on how to live. And that's a great segue into when I chose to go 18 days dry. So here's my real life story. I, I decided to do that starting January 1st. It, it, I didn't really mean for it to be a New Year's Eve res- or New Year's resolution or anything like that. And I didn't know there was this thing called dry January. But I thought so, something came to me and said, man, when's the last time you have not had one sip of alcohol in a day? In the real life, and, and, and we're not talking I'm getting drunk every day. Obviously, I would utilize more of my free time on the weekends if I was going to have more alcohol than I would during the week. But it, it's been a eight or nine year time span that I have had a drink of some kind, some adult beverage with some alcohol in it every single day for eight or nine years. And we're talking about a glass of wine when you're making your dinner or waiting for your dinner to be delivered. (laughs) We're talking about, yeah, or a mixed drink of like a margarita or my favorite, which is a double tall house or vodka soda. So, and again, like I said, it's not like we're having five of it every night. It's just like, this is the regular routine. I was just so used to having at least one drink during the day. And with the type of work that I do, and there's gaps of time, and we'll have another podcast about this, um, I'll admit it was getting to be a little bit too much, especially during the summertime. I would over, I would, my capacity to be able to consume more alcohol and still be able to recover to do whatever I need to do was um was there so what I decided to do I was like well let me try not try I'm gonna go 30 days I'm gonna go 30 days straight with no alcohol and so this is when I realized I had may have a problem okay day one 
no alcohol. That night, I had cold sweats. The first two nights of having no alcohol. I mean, I sweat so bad that now I sleep in my uh, hoodie and sweatpants. So I soaked my hoodie in my sweatpants. That's how bad the sweats were for the first two nights. After those first two nights on day three, I was straight. So, I, I mean, I thought, too, that not having any alcohol would impede my ability to sleep. It didn't. It really didn't. I slept just about the same, which is not a whole lot, as I did without the alcohol, with with or without the alcohol. So to me, I was like, well, I'm I'm cool. I went through day four. Let's fast forward to day 11. And here are the learnings. By the time I got to day 18, I said to hell with this dry shit. And again, I... It, to me, going 18 days kind of proved psychologically to me that I don't have to drink every day. And that's something that has helped me to see like it's just I got so used to it. It was just a habit. And it's not like I'm addicted to alcohol or at least I don't feel like I'm addicted to alcohol. But here's the problem. And I don't know because I haven't talked to a therapist about this or anything like that to say, do you really have a problem? Lynn? Because now. I've indoctrinated alcohol back into my cycle of life. I don't drink every day like I was drinking before. Um, however, I do notice, or what I do too is I kind of um, water it down. So if I have wine, I add juice and sparkling water to make it like a spritzer. So to me, I don't feel a buzz off of it or anything like that but I like the taste of wine. So let me add to that. Like I like the certain, a certain taste that red wine combined with what I just said, the juice and the seltzer kind of gives it a little, I don't know, refreshing taste. So that's where I'm going is this alcohol is more of a, for me now is more of a taste good feeling rather than getting a buzz off of it. Cause I don't drink enough of it to get a buzz off of it now. In fact, my drink of choice, the double tall house vodka and soda. I tried drinking this weekend and I had to just put it up. I hope I bought a whole big thing of vodka thinking that I would be able to enjoy that. And after doing that dry spell, my body just didn't even react to the alcohol the same way. It just, it rejects it. But it doesn't reject wine, especially if it's mixed with something else. But the point being is wine or alcohol has become such a socially, heavily socially big, huge impact in our society as a whole. Now, I know the Europeans have been drinking wine on a regular basis all throughout the day for years. And so... I, I know they treat it differently, but here in America, it, it, it's a big, big thing. Think about it during football season, any big time event season. So you got football season. We're getting ready to approach St. Patty's Day. Um, but even just on a daily basis, I the way I treat alcohol now is different. Before I did that 18 
day dry spell, but that 18 days, what it did for me, what I learned before I got derailed, sorry about it, is that I do have control and I don't, and it's not as important for me as I thought it was. I thought I, I needed some alcohol at night to make me sleep better. I don't. I thought that feeling a buzz, not getting drunk was more fun in a given night, um, especially on the weekends when you have more time. What I also, but what I did find is it is a boring life without some entertainment factor of alcohol. Here's what I mean by that. During those 18 days, when I get my own downtime, I like to have like a certain kid-like ability to just have mindless nothingness going on. So I play video games. And during the time I play video games, I'm usually drinking while I play video games. Well, during that 18 days time span, I wasn't drinking any alcohol. It made the games boring. It made them more boring. Like, I, I really enjoyed the aspect of sipping on some wine and playing a video game. That was my thing. That was my way to relax and do something that was mindless. Then in social settings, um, one of my friends invited me to get together at um, Hickory Tavern in Still Creek. And everybody there at the big old long table had alcohol, at least, you know, a beer or wine or whatever in front of them. And I had water and it was still cool to be around people and socialize, but it felt so awkward and not fun to have an alcoholic beverage in front of my face and still have the same social socialization going on. And what I'm saying is I think there's a certain element of where alcohol makes the setting better. It just makes the setting better. I, again, I'm not encouraging people who have a, a real issue with alcohol to get back into it. By no means am I saying that. I'm saying for me, this is what I noticed. And there might be some people who are questioning whether or not they're an alcoholic or not. Because that's part of the reason why I did it. Because I said to myself, it's like, for somebody who has not gone a day without a drink in eight or nine years, you must be an alcoholic. And for, for me, this is why I'm expanding on what my experience was without having the alcohol around. In some cases, it was just boring. I got to 18 days and it was a, the Friday right before having a two hour cardio funk. And I was just sitting at home watching diners, drive-ins, and dives. And if y'all know me, I'm all into it now. I'm all into being creative in the kitchen. But I was like, you know what? I feel like some wine. I'm going down to Harris Teeter. Screw the 30 days. And I'm getting some wine, damn it. So I went down to Harris Teeter, got my normal bottle of wine that what I that that I normally get, and something said, "Fool, don't don't go balls to the walls because it's a Friday." So I had a couple of normal sized glasses of wine. My head hurt so bad <laughs> the next day just from a couple of glasses of wine. So I do think that I need periodic, like longer spans of time without any alcohol at all. 
just to help regulate a lot of different stuff. Hell, my liver probably was thanking me the whole time I was on the 18 day dry spell. But I do feel like I, I, I'm more aware. I'm more aware of when to include alcohol and how to do it if I want to be in control of it the way I see it. Now, you could still still call me an alcoholic. I mean, there are some people who believe that if you regularly use alcohol and you can't function. And to me, those 18 days wasn't a, a, an impact where I can't, couldn't function. It, I was never fiending for the alcohol. And let me re- reiterate, those 18 days, it wasn't I was fiending for it. And part of the problem, I think, is when you're told you can't have or you tell yourself you can't have, and maybe I could have gone the full 30 days, I just was just bored at that moment in time on that day. Because, see, the very next day, I, I already had known I blew it, but it wasn't like I consumed a bunch of alcohol the next day. It didn't matter to me. It just made me feel good that I have control. I don't have to drink. I, if I am in a setting where I feel like I want to drink, I'll drink. I don't have to drink every day. I don't have to drink to fill have a filler in my day because I'm not doing anything. I just don't drink. You know what I mean? Like so that because part of the problem is it was just something to do to fill in some time. So I don't know if anybody else has that same shared experience. But the, the win for me was that it opened my eyes to say, hey, you don't need to be drinking every day. That's 100% the truth. You do have control. And you need to look for the opportunities when it presents itself that, that says, okay, well, when you want something to drink, you don't have to go balls. To, not that I was going balls to the wall every day anyway, but Going balls to the wall is not that fun anymore. It, that's really the biggest point that I got out of it. Because after going sh- straight no alcohol for 18 days, drinking does not feel the same to me. It doesn't feel good to have the shits the next day from drinking too much. Or it doesn't feel good to have like a little achy head. So that was my experience on my going drive for 18 days. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I enjoyed talking about it. Give me some feedback on it. And this podcast is always sponsored by Houston Realty Group. I just had a great closing with a lovely young couple that bought their first home right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're so very happy with their purchase. If I can make you happy by purchasing a home or helping you list and sell your home right now, I am running a special where if you are looking to sell and purchase after you sell your home, then I will list your house for 1%. In fact, I might even do a bet, do even a better deal and just charge you a flat rate for listing your home at a lesser value so you can retain more on your sell of your house. And then when you buy, I'll just get commission from the buyer side so you never really have to come out a whole lot of money. Only thing I expect is to cover costs associated with marketing your home. That's it. I'm not looking on the on the sell of your house to make a damn dime, really. 
I love to, I want to, so let me not lie. I want to, but that is not the most important. As long as you get let me, your boy represent you as the buyer's agent on your home to purchase, we are straight. We are good. We can go look at all kinds of homes and get you in something else, whether you're looking to scale it back down or whether you need something bigger, whatever it is. Houston Real team, boom, that's who should represent you. Peace out from your boy, Lim Houston. Have a great, great day. Hola, hola, hola. It's your boy, Lim Houston, on the microphone. I got a weak voice. So I will try to take it easy and not get too excited. It is Wednesday it is the first day back at Red Clay Cider Works, which I am so happy about, so ecstatic about. I love doing cardio funk at Red Clay Cider Works. So, again, this is the, that podcast known as Nosy. I'm your host, Lim Houston. And today is actually a very special day because it was around this day nine years ago on a Wednesday, that I did my very first cardio funk class, my own very first cardio funk class, nine years ago, and the time has been spectacular as far as all the experiences I got, because it was a segue into a fitness life that I could have never imagined at all. And it also kicked off a whole new perspective and, a, and all kinds of different experiences that I would have never got to experience had this not happened. I'm going to give you a brief recap of how I got involved in doing cardio funk nine years ago. Nine years ago, a friend of mine named Leanne, we were both doing cardio funk at Andre's Cardio Funk in South Charlotte. So Andre had several locations that he did cardio funk. He had the Ballantine area and over in Myers Park. So it was primarily concentrated in South Charlotte, including Steel Creek. And when I was introduced, not by Leanne, but by somebody else into cardio funk, I was very skeptical. I did not think... I would enjoy it because I didn't like Zumba. And for those that don't know what Zumba is, it's also a dance type of cardio, uh, like cardio dance style, but more Latin, Latin music based. And so my experience with Zumba was not so great. Um, as a guy, my hips don't move in a lot of the ways that some of the Zumba instructors moved. So it wasn't really a knock on the actual workout, but also, too, I'm motivated by music. And the music that I heard was not something that moved me. But when I first got to Cardio Funk, I had pre a preconceived notion about Cardio Funk because it was all women. And I was like, oh, man, I am a straight heterosexual male. I'm going to look as if I'm not. And I was so wrong. 
so wrong. It was one of the best experiences ever. When I entered into Andre's class, there was an energy level that I hadn't experienced working out on my own. So that was the first thing I noticed. And then there was beautiful women in the class. I was like, sign me up. I'm right at home. But when I got moving and grooving and he was playing songs that were relevant for that time frame, it didn't feel like Zumba. It, It felt like I could actually be me working out and continuing to lose weight, which was my journey at the time, because I had already lost so many pounds by just running and watching what I eat and looking to enter like 5Ks, 10Ks, but cardio funk allowed another side of me to grow, which was more of the fun side, lighthearted side, not so serious side. So for one hour, I got to just be all engrossed into the music, into feeling the energy and really into what, who I am, you know, just dancing away. Cause that's what dance does. It allows you to display your spirit. And so that was such a critical part of my life for that whole year and some, because through it, excuse me again my voice sucks through it I met friendships some of which that I have even to this day and some that I don't have really to this day Um, but that year in 2010 the year prior to me doing my own cardio funk was so instrumental and it was so fun and I had just gone through a devastating loss in so many ways, it was a great outlet. And so I really appreciate what led up to 2011 because it was very fun and instrumental into me doing cardio funk today. I would have never thought nine years later that I'd still be doing cardio funk. Now, keep in mind, cardio funk does not have the global appeal that Zumba had created, right? So it was more localized. So when you're thinking about running a business and you think about localized relevancy, I would have never thought, I didn't get into doing cardio funk thinking I would have a nine-year career in dance, But through that nine years, I've met so many great people, so many. I I don't even have time on the podcast to list all the names, excuse me, of individuals that really made Cardio Funk fun. I can go through it really quick, but like people like Ashley Cat, I always mess up her last name, Ashley C-A-T-E-S, Cates, Ashley Cates. She is probably the most influential person that has helped me grow in cardio funk from the time that I met her around 2011, 2012. And it's people like her, but she's really been the one that promoted me. You know what I mean? She she saw cardio funk at Harris Y. I'll never forget. Um... And a little bit of background, it's not just that easy to just go ahead and get started and have a career fitness-wise, period. So through 
nine years, I've seen so many different trends in fitness come and go. Okay. Zumba was big, mega big in 2010, 2011. It has quietly started calming down. There have been other types of like workout stuff that I've saw come and go. I'm not going to really go into more specifics, but different styles of boot camps and different styles of whatever it was kind of come and go through nine years. Now, the one that has stuck since I've been doing it has been CrossFit. So I I really didn't think CrossFit would be as strong as it is right now. But bringing it back to a little old Lim Houston, all right, with so many trends coming and going, I give 100% praise to the people that have supported Cardio Funk or my style of Cardio Funk for nine years. It's truly a blessing. I do feel like there's a higher source behind it that is above a human being. But it's one of those rides that you just cannot describe because prior to me getting involved in Cardio Funk, I would change jobs every two to three years. Now, a lot of it would be in the same type of work that I was doing, some of it not, but I always change jobs leading up to Cardio Funk. In Cardio Funk, it was a continuous growth and energy that was just growing and growing and growing, and it meant so much more to me than any other job that I've ever done. The amount of people that I've been able to meet, the amount of people that I've been able to help, the amount of people that have just completely changed my life because they enjoy life better from Cardio Funk has been phenomenal. And there's no words that you can put towards that. And so now I'm reflecting on all the people and I started out with Ashley, Kate, then I've got people like Wendy and um, folks that gave me my first start at and Springs and Nancy, which was my first group X supervisor at Gateway Y and just Molly from um, Harris Y, the group X director, I forgot her name at the time at Siski Y, the old Siski Y, now Bryce Y. I was at Siski, I was at Harris, I was at Dowd Y, I was at Gateway Y. I did all of that stuff really on a full-time, part-time level while simultaneously having a job at Bank of America. And I, I remember thinking to myself, you are crazy, dude. You are absolutely nuts to go full throttle into this. But it was never a job as far as cardio funk is concerned. When I started to then veer off into doing my own boot camps through the Y and seeing how my my energy was also even helpful there. Sarah Atkins, who is still a cardio funk person that comes to the Bailey cardio funk, was one of the members who used to do my boot camp at Gateway Y. 
and which the boot camp has led into me doing my SWAT workout workouts. Again, my voice is terrible. But all of this is to say I'm so very thankful, very thankful and very, very fortunate and blessed to have been able to do this for nine years. I think thank every single person from the past who did my style of cardio funk to the present and everybody in between. Thank you so much. This life has been much more fulfilled by having you guys involved in it. Like I could not really even come close to showing my appreciation for all the experiences that I've had with cardio funk. And not every experience has been great. Of course, when you have so many people that you come in contact with, you're bound to have a person here or there, you know, where things don't go right. You're bound to piss people off along the way. I can think of when I was at Harris Y, people who weren't participants of Cardio Funk, because at Harris Y, it was a double gym. So the amount of people that packed it out were between 150 to 200 people in that gym. Same way with Dowd Y at the time. Each Saturday, I would show up and there would be 150 to 200 people packing it out, just wanting to dance and sweat off 600 or more calories in one hour and have fun doing it. But out people who didn't participate would get pissed off because the music was too loud or would get pissed off because they didn't like the music or there was always some kind of reason for there to be a negative part put into there. But the overwhelming majority of what cardio funk brought to people's lives was positive, fun, lighthearted and uplifting. And that is the key to a lot of different stuff. We are going through right now some really crappy times with this coronavirus stuff. Um, We're getting ready to head through some of the worst parts of the election. Once we find out who's running on the Democratic side to run against Trump. And that always is a rough time by itself. Then add on top this epidemic that is being spread worldwide. There are so many things in life, even outside of that. We just had a tornado in Tennessee that really just disrupted a lot of people's lives and even killed people. There are so many things in your personal life. I see stuff on Facebook, on Instagram, where people are dealing with losing children to cancer and leukemia. Uh, I do know a person who participates when she can in cardio funk who's in Philadelphia right now trying a trial measure to stay alive. Folks, this isn't a preaching session. This is an appreciation session. There's so many things that we don't have control of that can steal our joy. And I can truly say along the way for nine years, I've gone through personal trials myself. I've gone through some really crappy moments in time. Cardio Funk has been that saving grace for me. And I appreciate the opportunity to have gone through my life 
no matter how crappy it was, no matter how happy it was, knowing that you guys were there to share some of this with me. So I'm, I'm thanking you guys right now for nine years of cardio funk, of dance, of fun, of lightheartedness. And I hope to continue for another nine years. We don't know what the future holds, but you can certainly show appreciation for what has been a blessing to me. And I'm doing that for you guys. And thank you so much for being a part of that journey. Peace out from your boy, Lim Houston. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Lim Houston, on the microphone. I am so happy to talk about this. But before I go further, you know it's that podcast known as Nosy, representing the Charlotte and surrounding areas. And yes, my voice is still really sucky, and I am trying to have it ready for tonight. At Red Clay, Cider Works, because we are back, baby. We are back at the RC So, today is my ninth year anniversary doing Cardio Funk. Yeah. Yeah. Nine years, y'all. Nine years ago, I was 37 years old. 37 years old when I decided to go ahead and get certified in group exercise and personal fitness, and take on the task of creating all these routines to songs that were relevant then, and we have added some songs on leading up till today, and try to formulate a workout that was fun, where people could come and feel encouraged, where they could feel warm and built up, included, and I could be a part of their journey to either maintain their their weight or help them reduce it. And all through those years, nine years, I've seen so many people enjoying Cardio Funk. It's been spectacular. I am so blessed to have been a part of something so big. And it might not be universally big, like it's not global. Hell, it's not even international. It is one thing that has resided right here in the CLT for me for nine years. And like I'm taking the time right now to freestyly reflect on these nine years of what Cardio Funk has opened doors for me to do. Cardio Funk has opened the best doors ever of getting to know great people along the way. Now, has it been perfect? Nope. Have I made mistakes? Yup. Has it been something that I would hope to continue? Absolutely. Cardio funk means so much to me. People will ask me on a regular basis, do you get tired of doing it? And I I have to honestly say no, not at all. When I think of what the alternative is and what was it? What was my life before Cardio Funk? My life was great overall. But when it came to work, it, I was doing work that I didn't really fully enjoy. Minus anything that was associated with real estate, 
but working for a corporation, being in management, all that stuff and the headaches that go along with it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't my spirit. Cardio funk envelops my spirit. Fun, lighthearted in nature. Work out, sweat, go home, and look forward to coming back again. During these years, there have been so many people, I could not even sit here and name everybody, but there's been some great, great people that I do want to name that were really instrumental in helping build CardioFunk and always being there from the time that they got there. I look at Lake Normanate area and, and Gladys is the main person I think of that she's been my ride or die chick for CardioFunk since being up in the Lake Norman area. And then I think of Ashley, my, my road dog, my sister from another mister. I think of her and all the efforts that she made to bring her whole neighborhood to cardio funk at Covenant Presbyterian Church. Now, some of the other earlier ones, I mean, like I said, there's just too many people to name. And I I wanted to bring those two out because they were really heavily uh, a, a big part of cardio funk in my career involved in cardio funk. But everybody has been. I mean, even people who no longer come. Because without you coming earlier, there wouldn't have been any other visibility for others to see. And I thank everybody who has ever welcomed one of their family members or their friends to come and do cardio funk to have a good time sweat it out and for whatever reason you're not there it's totally cool some people have moved away some people are no longer with us anymore some some people have had physical circumstances to where they can't do it anymore whatever it is i want to be solely um Solely and, and wholeheartedly appreciative of everybody's effort who has supported me in Cardio Funk through all nine years. Because, quite frankly, I've seen people come and go throughout these nine years. Not, I don't know of outside of Andre Harrison, who is the person I started following to even do Cardio Funk. Quick history lesson. It was an introduction by a friend of mine to do his cardio funk that inspired me to do my own cardio funk. And so it was so fun for me. And, and at first I was really ap apprehensive because I thought it was too feminine or I thought it was going to be too feminine. And it wasn't. And it allowed me to really display my soul in an hour class and supported my other things that I was doing to stay fit. You know, before all of this fit life transition, I was in a bad situation financially. I was in a terrible situation financially. And then I had personal relationship issues that went kaput all at once. And sometimes the struggle that you go through seems so insurmountable that you don't feel like you're going to ever dig yourself out of it. And it really was running and being focused on the things that I could change that helped me. But the cherry on top was cardio funk because I would enter a class that had so many people in it, um, so many attendees that I made good friendships with.
Some that I'm still friends with now and some that I'm not. But at the time, at that moment in time in 2010, it is exactly what the doctor ordered. And being that I was making those friendships in class, I did healthier things outside of the class. I had more fun. We, as adults, had pool parties and all this kind of fun interaction. And it was all based off of cardio funk and getting to meet cool people in the class. And so subsequently, when I decided to do it on my own, I started seeing how I was building that same type of following where people were meeting new people. And Cardio Funk was the catalyst for maybe a kickstart in somebody's getting off of blood pressure medication. Maybe it helped somebody lose, I know it helped somebody lose 50 pounds and one person 100 pounds. And so that I am so grateful that I've been able to be in a position for nine years. And folks, this is all freestyle off the cuff. I don't have a script in front of me. Nine years of doing something that you love is something that you is just outstanding. And it's, it's so rewarding that there's no amount of compensation for it that could even I could even put a price tag to it. It's just priceless. When you do something that is a part of who you are, you it's not work. It's just something that's fun and it's and if you can make a business out of it like I have over the years, it is it's just a win all the way around. And I never take it for granted. You know, I I really don't. I do really appreciate that the fact that the people who currently do cardio funk, some of them who have been doing it from the time that I've been doing it have stuck with me. Some of the people are brand new and there's all those that are in between. I value you and thank you so very much for allowing me to get to do what my life's passion is, what my spiritual draw is, which is part of my personality. And I don't want it to end, but you know, we all have a shelf life in anything. You know, we're, we, we don't have an unlimited warranty in whatever we do and even being alive. And so when you can, when I, not you, but when I can look back at nine years is a lot of time to have really been able to fully immerse myself in something that I love to do. It's priceless. It was the best decision that I've ever made in my life. And now has there been pitfalls and downfalls along the way? Yeah, but that's life. But if I didn't have cardio funk, I don't know how quickly I would have recovered from any of those pitfalls, any of those decisions that were just not so good. And this is where I'm, I'm just so appreciative that you guys have stuck by me the whole way through I plan on trying to make it even more fun by having more event type of stuff that is just not in a gym. Um, Something that we can create a more social mechanism for as well as still lose tons of calories. I really am appreciative of it. I can't say it enough. I just know that It wouldn't be possible without people who really love and enjoy and get something out of it. 
And I can only reflect on when I was an attendee of my day was scheduled around my workout. I literally would put off some appointments if it meant that I was going to miss a cardio funk. It was that important to me. You know, and and now, you know, that was nine. I've been in it nine years as a person who's been instructing it. But that prior year, year and a half, it's been a total of about 10 years that I've lived a healthier way of life. where I've been able to keep off 30 to 40 pounds for 10 years. So I hope that is it's an encouragement to anybody that's struggling right now. And we all go through it. I don't. I, there are times that I pick up more weight, you know, I'm still the instructor, I'm doing it and I'm in front of everybody all day, every day. And I'll put on weight. But by constantly doing it, you're made more aware of when you probably need to reel in, in the kitchen, you probably need to change your way of life in the kitchen. You know what I mean? But it, it, I'm saying like, find something that's your it, something that you enjoy, that you're getting results from, and stick with it. Through the good, through the bad. I mean, I've been around people who have been with me and I've seen their lives go from married to divorced to remarried. You know what I mean? And they stuck it through with me in cardio funk. It's, it's a weird feeling to know that nine years has gone by this quickly. And in nine years, my life has changed so much, so very much. But it is a better life with all y'all in it. Thank you from your boy, Lim Houston. Peace out.